You're listening to episode number 99 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, I am so excited to introduce you to our guest, Amy Pottinger. Amy is an award-winning residential interior designer, creator of the No Hassle Home Office System, and a certified true color expert who specializes in helping mom entrepreneurs create empowering home environments so they can flourish in business and home. Who doesn't want a flourishing home to work out of? I mean, I know I do. Amy has worked from her own home office for 16 years while raising her kids, so she knows the unique challenges that us mamas face while running a home-based business and raising a family. She operates from a framework of efficiency, practicality, and beauty when helping moms create homes and office spaces where they can work in inspiration instead of frustration. If you're ready to learn how to manage kid clutter while creating a peaceful work environment, you are in for an incredible conversation with Amy. Let's jump right in. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan. And I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never ending to-do lists, endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey, Amy. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited about today's topic in this conversation. But before we jump right in, I would love for you to introduce yourself and let us know who you are, who you live with, and what you do. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Amy Pottinger, and I, um, well, I live with my husband of 22 years, which is insane to say out loud, but it's 22 <laughs> years, and I have two kids. I have a daughter and a son. My daughter's 14. My son's 11. And we have two pug dogs that are also a boy and a girl too. So two kids, two dogs, and my husband. And my husband, um, so I am an interior designer, residential. um, And I specifically love helping mom entrepreneurs create empowering home environments because I have had my own business for years and years, working out of my home, raising small kids. And my heart is just with mom entrepreneurs because I know how difficult it can be raising a business and raising babies. And so that's what I do. But my husband is also an entrepreneur and a creative as well. So we have a pretty fun household um, working together in that capacity. I love that. And you shared with me earlier that he used to be a photographer. So you know about the photography world and now does primarily just video. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Yep. That's so cool. I love that. So you you're kind of familiar with the endless, you know, editing and mm-hmm. the fun stories that go along with that. So I love that you Absolutely. have that experience. 
Okay, cool. Well, I am so excited to get into today's conversation because you know that we both share this love for simplifying and Mm. having a space that we can feel confident and comfortable in. And especially when we're working from home, it's crucial because, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't even go to work without walking past the dishes or seeing the mess Mm -hmm. strewn across the floor from last night. So it's so important that we are aware of this. However, Mm -hmm. I am struggling and I know that the mamas listening are also struggling with this because we, we commiserate about it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's this idea of we've, we know in our mind that we want a clean space, but we live with other people, little people who don't <laughs> always agree or understand why it's important to pick up your toys. So can you share with us just a little bit of, of this insight into your, you know, expertise of like, how can we help our kids manage this? How can we handle the mess when we know that we need it to be picked up? Absolutely. Yeah. This has been my world for a long time. So I totally get that. And I, I like to refer to it as this undercurrent of stress. Like I refer to it sometimes too, when you have unfinished projects in your home. So not only clutter, but like you walk past your kitchen and you hate the color of the cabinets or, you know, you move into your home and you never change anything. And so like you're, you're constantly just walking past things that you might not even be consciously aware that it's bothering you, but it's bothering you until you fix it. And then you're you like, and I, I view this a lot, even in like home office spaces and, and playroom spaces, you know, when you are working from home, every single room affects that, which is a challenge. Um, so I like to say it can take you from frustration to inspiration. And first of all, let me just lay it out there that it is never going to be perfection. So like my goal with this is to help you really just create good systems, um, systems you can rely on because you know, no matter how beautiful your Ikea Billy bookshelf is with all your cube storage, your one of your kids is going to come through and dump out every single bin when you're on a Zoom call or, you know, something's going to happen. It does happen, yes. <laughs> you know, so, so it's not that we're going to be all, I, I just like to lay it out there in the beginning because we as moms have so much pressure on ourselves. Um, when we're scrolling the Instagram and we're looking at all the beautiful, inspirational home, especially home decor and home design things, they're awesome. They're beautiful, but that is not real life. And so if that, if we can get a set point, maybe that is that inspiration photo that we can come back to with this system, knowing it's going to probably get messed up and that's okay. That's kind of where I want to lead you. So is to, to get a system. So when your child does dump out all the things you have it labeled and you know, oh, okay okay, son or daughter, put all the Legos back in this one with this, you know, with this photo. So like, I'll get into that. So I guess my, my number one tip though, and you've got this down because I listened to uh, your episode on organizing and it was spot on. I'm like right there with you on it, um, is to edit and perch. And that is not always where people want to (laughs) start. Like if you're trying to organize, no, it's not. (laughs) And if you're trying to organize like too much, you're going to be frustrated. And it's just you, like I said, you might get all the pretty bins, but if you just have too much stuff to begin with, it's kind of a losing battle right there. So, um, you know, coming off the holidays and all the presents and if um, I, one thing I do sometimes is I'll say, you know, experience presents are just such wonderful things. (laughs) Like, especially if you have littles, 
um, because there is so much like plastic junk that you get as kids, you know, like when your kids are little, like, of course they love toys. I'm not taking that away from them, but um, I just remember my, my youngest is 11 now. So I, so he's, you know, coming out of that a little bit, but I just remember that phase where I just felt like I had bins of just like, why are we saving this toy (laughs) from, you know, treasure it. It's like, yes, why is everything a treasure? Like, can we get rid of some of this, please? Absolutely. And that's actually um, a tip that I've heard before too. And I've experienced, I've lived this one. Um, When you are purging things with little children, I mean, you're, you know, you're their mom, you know, what's really important to them, you know, to not throw away the lovey, obviously, you know, you know, what's important to them, but to do it when they're not around, (laughs) like when they're really little. And then as they start getting older, you can start putting them um, in the process with you. But I know like my daughter, it was, it took a minute for her to get in the process with me because she was, she was a saver. She wanted to save the scrap of paper from school that she wrote a smiley face on. Yes. So it was just, you know, you, you know, your kids, you're the mom, you know, your kids, you know, their personality and, and you can play that by ear as to when to get them involved in the process. But um, when they're real little, sometimes it's just easy to do like a clean sweep and you could do it over time if you want, but like just do a, a clean sweep when, when they're not around. But that would be my number one is just start with editing and purging and ask for experience presents (laughs) when like for birthdays and things like that. I love that. Um, And can I just share real quick? So mm -hmm. one thing, even my kids that are older um, are seven and 10 now, they Mm -hmm. even have started to ask me to Mm -hmm. go through their stuff when they're not around because they have such a difficult time parting with things. And Mm -hmm. I've, I've asked them before, I'm like, Hey, would it be okay if I go Mm -hmm. through some of this stuff and really help you get rid of it? And then if you don't ask for it for a while, you know, cause of course I don't want to get rid of it if they, if they ask for it, but if, if I can put it away and then they don't ask for it, then they clearly don't, don't, don't won't miss it is the word I'm absolutely to say. yeah then that's great that's awesome self-awareness in your kids first of all that's very cool and then also yes I have done that too where you you do a purge and maybe you have a couple boxes that you stick in the basement maybe even for a month like it takes a little patience I've done that before too because I was always afraid of like throwing away the one thing and they'll cry you know they'll be scarred for life because I threw away this pin I don't know right <laughs> It was like so special to them. And you're like, how? (laughs) How could that be so special? Yes. Yes. And I was more prone to do that. My husband's like, oh, they'll be fine. I'm like, nope, I'm going to save this. So that is that is an excellent tip, too, is like if you are really worried about that, Mm -hmm. um, purge the things and just set them aside for a little bit. And if it doesn't come up after a couple months or even a couple weeks, it's probably not something that you have to save or something that someone else could enjoy, too. You can donate things as well. Absolutely. Um, So, yes. So I'm totally on that journey of less is more. Um, So that being said, and it's kind of to me kind of a given that, you know, you do this work first. um, Um, is also to um, start thinking of whether it's a playroom or really your whole home, your living room. I like to think like a teacher um, to how teachers and classrooms are organized, right? So I, first of all, shout out to all the teachers in the world. I love you so much. I could not do your job. (laughs) So first of all, like that being said, I love you. So my kids are in a Montessori classroom. And so the way Montessori is, it has its own system. And I couldn't even explain that to you. It's just, it's a, it's a really cool system. The kids know you watch a kindergarten Montessori classroom and it looks like 10 different things are going on, but it's very controlled and the kids know what to do. And so if you're, if you're starting to think like that, like, you had mentioned, I think before, even designing in 
zones. So maybe you have an art station somewhere and maybe that art station lives by your kitchen because maybe you don't have a separate area. So if you like to paint, kitchen table's a given. And so like in my house, we, we always have, have liked to do art projects. So I keep all the like items together. Everything art is in this section of my home and it doesn't go other places. <laughs> so as you're zoning things out, it's going to just help you with really it's your overarching goal is to know where does this live when I'm done with it. So whether it's a doll or a piece of art, you know, project, you know where it goes when you're done. Because I find really the problems happen is when you don't know where it lives. And then it ends up in some random toy box. And then you have a toy box full of like, you know, 75 different things that, and then it gets to be overwhelming. And the kids don't play with it when they don't know the function for it. So true. So true. Um, And, you know, if you're really paring things down, I like my favorite, you know, okay, so I'm all over the place because I'm excited about this topic. But like, first of all, like, I love creative toys. So I love things that do double duty, like, like wooden blocks, um, or Legos or magnetiles or like building type things that kids can play, you know, imaginatively with in like, 20 million different ways they can do so many things with those so sometimes you'll you'll see like people recommend uh rotating your toys um just to get a little bit of um excitement when you're bringing out something new i like to keep all those creative toys out and accessible all the time but then maybe rotate in some of the other other things with it i was never very good at rotating but i know some people have a huge success with that like if you have a section you know, in your attic or basement where you can store some bins that have, you know, certain specific toys that you can do that with, then more power to you do that. Cause I think that's a great idea. Um, but if you really just don't, if you don't want to rotate, I'd say like pare it down to those really creative toys that they can do multiple things with. And it's so good. It's good for their imagination too. Hey mama. I wanted to take a quick minute to invite you to join us for a free masterclass called Productivity with Purpose. In this masterclass, I will be teaching you how to purposefully time block your schedule to achieve peace and productivity. You can expect to learn how to create a master task list and establish time blocks, how to assign the tasks and protect those time blocks, and how do you actually stick to the schedule you create? And then finally, we're going to be talking about how to eliminate distractions to get more done in less time. I don't want your calendar to control you anymore. So if you are ready to grab your free seat, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash productivity. And I can't wait to see you there. So going back to knowing where it lives, right? So this, for if you have really little littles, um, the best thing I ever did was, of course, you know, you there's all the storage things. Like Ikea is such a go-to for, you can get their Billy shelves. You can get, I forget what they're called, but they're the, um, the cube shelves that have the bins, but you want to label all of them and label them, you know, for a two-year-old, they are probably not reading. If they are, then you're pretty amazing, but they're <laughs> probably not reading yet. So label everything with pictures. Um, we did this in our playroom and it was a game changer uh, because you are not only knowing where the thing lives, but you can also enlist the help of that little one to put it away. And you're starting them young. Like they actually feel 
that sense of accomplishment, like, look, mom, I put all the Barbies in the bin or whatever, you know, so um, Mm -hmm. you're making your job easier. So when everything gets dumped out, you know, oh, find the picture, what's this toy, put that in there. Um, And then as they grow, you can label with words. And as they start to read, um, that can get kind of fun too. You can even do this. I did this with uh, my son's dresser with his clothes. Like I put like a little picture on, on his dresser drawer that said, you know, shirts, socks or whatever. So he knew what goes where. And so you're empowering your kids to help because you don't need more to do. We all know that, right? Right. (laughs) Um, So just those little, little simple things. Um, So making stations for activities, labeling everything, start out with pictures if you have littles. Um, And the other thing that this isn't even an organizational thing, but it's teaching that it is, but it's um, teaching your kids to put things away when they are finished with them. And guess where they learn this from? (laughs) Mom and dad. (laughs) So it's, it's, and I'm, I'm totally talking to myself here. So like, if you are um, like, for me, it goes to like the kitchen. If I'm setting down, you know, a dish, can I take that extra energy and put the dish in the dishwasher? And it's, it's kind of thinking of, I don't know. Um, I'm into the love, the personal development world and people talk all the time about planning and dreaming for your future self. Right. Mm -hmm. So I take the future self into your home. Like what will future Amy say if I leave this giant mess in my sink and go to bed and then have to wake up the next morning to it? Like I am not going to wake up a better person for that. (laughs) So like I tell my son, do it now, you know, and my daughter too, um, do it now, do it now. So if you're done playing with the thing, put it where it goes and experience that joy of putting it away and not having to do it later. And then translating that like into your own space with your own things. Oh my goodness. So you and I are totally on the same same wavelength here because I just did a podcast episode episode 95 where mm-hmm. i talked about this future self and mm-hmm. how we if we just consulted our future self for all the decisions that we make mm-hmm. it would so change everything for us yes. like how often yes. do we do things or we schedule things that we wish we hadn't scheduled because we did not consult our future self like i heard so that concept true. and i was like that's genius. Like, why mm-hmm. have I not heard of this before? So I love that, that we're sharing that same, same wavelength. But I also had another thought. So mm-hmm. you're talking about having your children clean up when they're done. This has mm-hmm. been the biggest issue that we have because yes. my kids, so both of my kids love Playmobil. Mm-hmm. My daughter yep. loves Barbies and they love little Lego people. So what they do yep. is they set up like this imagination land and they call it yes. something different. I don't know what it's called, but they love it. And whenever I ask them to clean it up, they freak out because they're still playing. You yep. know, like they're going to come back to it later. So like, what are your thoughts about that? Because to an extent, I understand what they're saying, but I also don't want it strewn across the floor. So <laughs> yes. do you recommend like mm-hmm. a special area that they can leave out? I don't know. Let me know. Yeah. Because I need some help. Yep. No, that has been always, that was always an issue in our home too. And I, I talk about my son, I'm giving him a hard time, but he's the one who would always do that too. Mm-hmm. And he would say, but mom, I'm going to come back to it. And so I started, I let him do it for a little bit. And I started realizing that he almost never did come mm-hmm. back to it. 
And it was his way. And I, I mean, again, all kids are different, but it was his way of procrastinating cleanup. Yep. And so if they, but that is one thing. And then there's also the other thing of if they do want to create an imagination world, yes, I would not do it in your living room. Or if there's a room, you know, that you're in that you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to see this. Or yeah. I would have them, you know, create maybe a space in their room, depending on the age of the child. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a like a basement, like finished lower level. So like my son is into trains right now and he has train stuff all over the place and he loves setting up, you know, train things. And so when he wants to do that, a lot of times I will direct him down there. Cause I know that's an area that like, I don't have to walk past a lot. He yeah. does actually come back and play with that. Cause he sets it up and has a little world. And so I think it's just being more strategic with where that play happens and are saying, you know, or even being upfront with your expectation, like, okay, if you want to set up, you know, your Barbie and Lego world in the living room, it's going to have to be cleaned up at the end. So Mm -hmm. just so you know, we're not going to leave this up because I do that with uh, my son too. I'm like, you can totally set this up in here and play all day long, but tonight it has to be put away. And I want you to have that expectation up front. Yeah. And then what if you want to, if you want to leave it out, well, we could put it in this room instead. So that's kind of how I've handled that. I know that's a tricky one. <laughs> yeah. And just to clarify, this is happening in their own bedrooms. And my okay. husband and I always have a conflict here because he's like, well, it's their room. Like you yep. can't control their room. You know what I mean? Yep. And so maybe this is just a area of control that I just need to like let go and let mm-hmm. them keep their rooms messy to an extent, you know, obviously they do need to like keep it tidy. But I think that's Mm -hmm. always been the biggest area for me is that when I walk in their room, it's hard for me to want to connect with them and have special time with them when all I can look at is the disaster in their room. So is that like, (laughs) like, where's the line, Amy? Uh Because Uh am I just like a control freak or... (laughs) Is there like some, you know, truth to this ideology of teaching your children responsibility when they're young? Yes, there's truth to both. So I am all about letting imagination and creativity run wild within limits. So like when, and it's interesting now too, seeing like my daughter who's now 14 and seeing kind of the journey she's come through, even from being little and how her room has been. And also my son and how his room has been. So when she was younger, (laughs) yeah. Like, so when she was younger, she was always the one who wanted to save everything. Everything was, I would come in and totally purge her room for her. She would be that kid that would say, mom, can you help me? And so we would do that. And then as she grew, she started, I don't know what it was, if it's personality. And I do think some of it's personality um, that she got to the point where her room is clean all the time now, which I know a lot of teenagers, that's not the case, but like she goes, you know, ebbs and flows, like it's gets to be disaster, but she will clean it up on her own now where she never used to. So I have viewed And my son, when he was younger, he was neater and now he's gotten more messy. So it's just their developmentalness in this is just super interesting. I have always viewed their rooms with the exception of having like a weekly reset for cleaning um, or, you know, every other week, whatever is doable for you. With that exception, I viewed their rooms as as their space and their their creative space. So I've dealt with I've within reason because they have to be able to find their sweater for school. You know, they have to be able to function and teaching them that. But I've I've let more things go with it. I think just because it is to my, you know, my opinion, it is their space and I can shut the door. Yeah, (laughs) And 
within reason though, again, a lot of it does come back like anything to expectations. So it's like, okay, on Saturdays, you know, we put all our laundry away or whatever, you know, you, whatever your routine is with your kids, that's super helpful to have. Like it's not a free reign of just mess and chaos. Um, there's that. And there's also, um, I discovered something over, um, like the COVID, uh, initial, like 2020, uh, where everyone was at home. So over this period of time, that's when all the home edit shows came out. I don't know if you're familiar or if your mom is listening or familiar, um, but that, that show came out. And of course, you know, I love some of the design shows don't love all of them. I like, I love that one. Um, (laughs) so I, I started watching it and my son was, with me and he was like what are you watching and he started watching it and he got super into it and my daughter watched it and they were both watching it and as soon as that show was done they would go organize something it was incredible so cool Like, let's I could, watch the show every day. <laughs> yeah, like, can we have more episodes, please? Like, oh, it was, yes. it, it kind of floored me because I did not think it would have that effect on them. Yeah. So, you know, you think for so often, at least I do as a mom, you know, oh, I'm, I'm doing these things and my kids aren't paying attention. Kids do what you do. Inevitably, eventually they will. Um, they'll do something. So leading by example, whether it's, you know, putting your stuff away or watching the home edit with them yes. or, you know, like, so I was just, I couldn't believe how much like they wanted to organize after watching that show. So it's pretty crazy. But anyway, it. yeah, it's it's definitely a journey. And that's why like, you know, as a designer, could I go nuts about everything in my house with kids and dogs and a husband? Absolutely. You know, I could go crazy because my environment is super important to me. I feel like I'm actually extra sensitive to my environment, but I've had to learn that give and take of, um, there are certain areas like my kids can't play at my desk and Mm -hmm. there's problems if that happens in my home, that's the expectation. So I have to have my sacred spaces where I know, and there's not a lot of them, but like, I know, you know, this is going to be my space that no one's going to touch, which is why I kind of love the home office concept, because for me, that's, you know, one room yeah. that I can have as my own. And um, I do. So, Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I do want to transition our conversation into that a little bit, but I wanted to share one thing, too in case that the listeners missed it. But when I did the um, clearing clutter episode that you mentioned earlier, and it's episode uh-huh. 88, I looked it up. Um, mm-hmm. I talked about, I think I talked about the five minute tidy in there. Yes. Of yes. Just, of, of just having that sort of time where mm-hmm. everybody spends five minutes just tidying up in their room, yes. in the playroom, wherever, it, wherever I feel like it needs a little bit of help. Sometimes it's downstairs where I'm like, oh, I see a lot mm-hmm. of your stuff out. We're going to do a quick five minute tidy and reset. And I think just giving kids that time limit so that's not open ended, yes. like let's clean the house. It's like, okay, I'm going to set yes. a timer for five minutes. Let's see how much we can get done is just Mm -hmm. a really empowering tip that has really helped us to not let things go too far, you know, because Mm -hmm. if I, if I allow my kids to not clean their room for a week, it'll be a disaster. But if I have them do like the five minute tidy every day, it at least keeps the, you know, mess down. So it's not so bad on the weekend when they do have to clean it. So just, and I love that. that Mm-hmm. No, that's I still do that with my older kids. So the timer I do it with myself, the timer is a beautiful exactly. tool. And you can also prioritize it by what is bothering you the most, which is the other reason I love that. Um, yes, absolutely. That's a great tip. 
And I think, too, I also mentioned the 15-minute, like, what I've been trying to do every day, and I've been posting about it on my Instagram. And it's uh-huh. just one of those things that if you just spend 15 minutes a day – and I think my dad told me this. I remember being – um, you know, when I was growing up in my parents' house, I remember my dad saying, if everyone just did a 15-minute cleanup or a 15-minute focus on something in the house, like imagine how much cleaner our home would be. And we mm-hmm. never did it. But my dad always said that, like, let's just spend <laughs> I love 15 that. minutes. And so I've adopted that. And I've been like, you know what? I've I've got this junk room upstairs that has been like a storage room for the past four years since we've lived here. And Mm -hmm. it's always this big project. And I never want to look in there because I'm like, it's just going to take me forever. But if I just Mm -hmm. chunk away at it 15 minutes a day, like imagine how much, you know, faster it will get done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's great because that's a small way to get a big win. Because I know you had talked about before, like that maybe just cleaning out the drawer or whatever doesn't do it for you. You know, you want something that, and I am big on ROI, like your return on investment. If I'm going to spend time, I always spend time first on the biggest return for my area. So like cleaning the floor, big Mm -hmm. win. Not, you can take that same 15 minutes and you can clean a drawer you'll never see, or you can clean your floor. So like, I think that's a really good way to look at it because I, you know, and like all moms, we, our time is so precious. So getting those areas that where you can prioritize and those kinds of things too become a habit, which you know, you know, especially with littles, if you are blessed with littles right now, you can start that now. And then the kids kind of know, Oh, it's our 10 minute cleanup time and they'll grow up doing it. And then you're creating this habit for them. That's going to kind of build in this like natural um, tidiness. So I love that. Love that idea. Yes. Okay. So I know that we're, our time is coming to an end soon, but I, I have to ask this question because I think uh-huh. it's so important for the people that are listening. Um, all of our listeners have kiddos and mm-hmm. most of them or a lot of them are photographers. We do have some yep. listeners that own other types of businesses as well, but how can you sort of, or what tips and suggestions do you have for us when we do have kids around and we're also working? So Mm -hmm. maybe some listeners have their own separate workspace like I do, but maybe they don't. And maybe Mm -hmm. they're, you know, working in the little pockets of their homes, wherever their kids are. Or can you kind of speak to that? Like, do you Mm -hmm. have, do you recommend that people have their own safe space that they go work in? Or what are your Mm -hmm. thoughts on that? Well, I know, you know, I know most people don't start that way. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't start that way. And that's okay. I mean, just I'll give you a quick uh, rabbit trail to Google. Google the word clophis, C-L-O, and then like C-L office. <laughs> so these are people that have come up with this idea of putting an office in a closet. And they are, I've seen some of the most brilliant ideas of these closet offices or clophises. So like it. you can, you can create space anywhere, I guess, just to encourage all the moms, you can create space anywhere, even if it's a small space. So there's, there is that. So I, I am, yes, I am a fan of moms having their own workspace, even if it's just either a closet office, or maybe it's a piece of furniture that stores all, you know, your things that, that you need for work or, um, a corner of the living room, a chair that you go to that feels good to you. Even if it starts out as a corner of your living room, clear off a corner of your living room, put a plant there, put a candle there, have a, have a lamp, you know, that way, if your kids are playing on the living room floor, you have that little corner that feels good to you. And that's really what it's about to start is just that space. I know, um, 
photographers you're editing, you know, probably into all hours of the night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so having a space that, you know, that um, lighting wise works for you is huge. And it might not be a home office in the beginning. You can work your way up. And most of the moms I talk to, they do like, depending on what level they're at in their business, they do. Um, and you can steal space from your home that you might not have looked at before. So I, what I mean by that is say you have, um, maybe you have a spare bedroom, maybe you have uh, my, I used to have a combo office and playroom when my kids were little. So we have this like den type room that I had a corner and then we had um, some built-in shelving or, and we had um, some freestanding shelving too that does double duty because you want furniture pieces that do double duty for you. That meaning they could store toys. They could also like, they could store toys down low, but maybe up high, they can store office supplies or your laptop case or things, maybe um, hard drives, things that you don't want your kids to get. They can be stored on the top. Um, and then as your kids grow, you still can use that storage piece. So it's not just so kid specific. Um, I love things that do double duty and things that will grow with your home. So in sharing those spaces, maybe right now it's just a desk in your playroom and you have, you know, maybe your drawers lock <laughs> or maybe they have kid locks on them. Um, if you have little ones that get into your things, um, but really really searching your home for those extra pockets. Because like, if you have a guest room that you use maybe twice a year, how could you retrofit that guest room? Maybe you keep the bed in there, but maybe you also have a desk and a, and a bookshelf that most every day you can work in that space. And you're, you're kind of reclaiming space as your own. So walk through your home with fresh eyes um, and, and see what works for you and your family at the stage that you're in. But absolutely having uh, those furniture pieces that that do double duty where you can store some kids things while you have your storage, you know, um, that's another tip with uh, putting things away with toys is make sure that your kids can put them away, that they're accessible for them to be put away. So if they're down low, you know, that gives you that opportunity for them to help clean up. But it's, you know, I find, you know, businesses grow over time. Obviously that's our goal <laughs> in our businesses yep. to grow them. Um, so, and that's, that's exactly what's happened to me. I actually now have a separate studio space in addition to my home office, but I started out in the corner of my kid's playroom. So it's just um, making that space. You had mentioned too, in your, um, in your uh, episode about organizing, which is a number one tip is look at what you want that space to do for you. Mm -hmm. If you know you're going to have your littles in there playing while you're editing, then put those toys in there that they maybe you'll play with longer and keep them in there. And this is, Oh, this is mom's editing time. And this is your special time to play with this toy that maybe they don't get to play with any other time. You know, those little, little things and how you can set up a space to have it win for you and for your kids. Oh, I love that so much. Thanks for that reminder. And I have another like follow-up question. So you alluded to this earlier where mm -hmm. you have a boundary where you don't allow your kids to play in your office space. How mm -hmm. do you set that expectation? And then how do you enforce that boundary? Yes. So for me, it was always my computer, like the computer was always, and I'm sure it would be with your mom photographers too, because that mm -hmm. was always the, like they, if they do computer things, it's on a different tablet or, and of exactly. course, um, they don't always do it. I'll, I'll still come in my office today and be like, why is my tape? But they know now, like they're old enough now they know, okay, if I want to use something of mom's, I just ask. And I almost always say yes, if they ask me, um, now that they're older, but 
Um, yeah, it's, it's just, I had to start small, like with, you know, it was, it was my computer, like you can't, and having an office with a door is cause that, you know, you don't always have an office with a door. Having an office with a door is huge. Cause you can know like, okay, mom's door is shut. Um, that kind of thing. But it's, you know, it's like anything with kids, it's just repeated enforcement. Like, yep, this is my computer. You don't touch my computer, please. And, um, setting those boundaries up front. And I had to, I I had to pick, you know, I pick your battles, like if they got in my drawers in my file or whatever, it wasn't as big of a deal, you know, like when they're little and it, you know, kind of grows with you. But, and that's, I mean, another part of, if you have something in there for them to do, like, oh, this is yours, this is your space, you get your desk or whatever, you know, like if they like to kind of do what you do. Um, I used to have uh, like a little play table in my office where like the kids, you know, they, they could sit at their desk and they could do, you know, a color or read or whatever. Um, so making it enticing for them that they won't necessarily even want to mess with your stuff is another yes. tip. And, <laughs> and making just, it special. Yes, <laughs> I love that. And I just thought of another tip too while we're sitting here talking is, first of all, this is super practical, but put a password on your computer so oh, that yes. they can't just get 100%. on it. So yes. that's just like a quick, simple te- like tip. But the other thing that I was thinking of as you were talking, because I was like, okay, so my kids come into my office all the time and they're always getting like one of three things. I keep the mm-hmm. computer paper in there. So they come in there yep. when they want to get blank paper. Mm-hmm. They also come in there when they want to use tape, as you measured, mm-hmm. I think, or I, as you mentioned, and yep. then scissors. So those yes. three things, they come in and then while they're in there, they get into other things. Uh-huh. So my tip is control the environment, Ashley, like move all that stuff <laughs> into yep. their space so that yes. when they're looking for that, they're no longer in my office and tempted to mess with everything else that's in there. So mm-hmm. that was just like something that just came to me and I was like, okay, why haven't I moved that stuff? <laughs> so I like, love that. This is like organization kid. 101, right? Like I should have already known all that. (laughs) But you don't, you know, until you take a pause and really look at it, you know, a lot of times we're just kind of blind to that stuff until, you know, you just take a second you're like, oh, I could give them their own art station that has printer paper and scissors and this and that. And, you know, they're still going to come in your office sometimes when they lose their scissors, but you know, like, but yes, having that space that's theirs totally, that goes back to the stations and the zones for sure. Like, yep, this is your art space. Here's where you go when you look for that. You don't come in mom's office. Absolutely. Right. Oh, I love that. Well, Amy, thank you so much. This has been such a fun conversation. And before before we part ways, I would love for you to share with our listeners where they can find you and any more information that you have for them. Absolutely. You can find me at refreshdesign.net um, and we'll have a post to my Instagram. I most act and my Instagram is linked on my website as well. I'm most active on there. Um And I have created, um, I have several different ways if you want to work together, if you're still like, oh my gosh, I can't handle the space. Um, I do two hour design consultations called design power sessions, which are super fun. Um, We can take a space in your home and really work through it. It's kind of like having a designer bestie who can help you get some direction in your space. Um, I do full service interior design as well. And then I've created a course um, that is Uh, mom entrepreneur specific uh, for your home office. So if you are just looking at your home office right now and like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with this. I've got your back. But otherwise, follow me on social. Come say hi, send me a DM. um, Tell me what you learned. Or if you had a question about today, it would be great. I'd love to hear from you. 
Awesome. Thank you, Amy. And I will be sure to, of course, put all of the links in the show notes for easy access for our listeners. Awesome. Oh my gosh, Mama. Wasn't that such an incredible conversation with Amy? I am so pumped and fired up right now to go make some changes, some super simple changes in my home to help kind of eliminate some of that clutter for my kiddos. And I'm also, one of the big aha moments that I had was I am ready to release some of that control that I have been feeling about my kids' bedrooms and them being clean. It feels so freeing to me to be able to let go of that and to incorporate those five-minute tidies again and to really just know that it's my kids' space and there's hope as they get older that hopefully they will come around and start to clean up on their own. And the most important thing, as Amy pointed out, is that we just model what it looks like to be organized and what it looks like to continue to live with less. And once our children see that, they will follow suit. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If so, please take a screenshot of it and tag both Amy and I. I'm at The Purpose Gathering, and Amy is at refresh underscore design. And let us know what your biggest takeaway was from today's episode. As always, Mama, I am here rooting for you, and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.